Okay, now, over Advent, we have been looking at some of the promises that God made to individuals in the Old Testament that help us understand what is going on at Christmas. Okay, so today, we are going back in time. Okay, Jesus was born 2,000 years ago, but we, we are going back to 1,000 years even before that, to when David was king of Israel. And David, he loved God, and he wanted to build God a house. He wanted to build him a magnificent temple, like a great cathedral. Now, kids, what do you think God said to that? Do you think he said yes or no? Yes, yes, I really want you to build me a house. Or, no, I don't want you to build me a house. What do you reckon? Yeah, Theo. No, yeah, you're right. He actually said no. Uh, I'm going to tell you why in a minute, Theo. Okay, he said, no, David, you won't be building me a house. Instead, God says something strange. He reminds David of what David used to be before he became king. Now, can anyone tell me, what was that? Okay, was he, what, before David became king, was he a fireman? He wasn't, was he? Was he an astronaut? No, was he a shepherd? Yeah, he was. And God says to David, before I took you and made you king, you were just an ordinary shepherd, David. Okay, so before God made David king, was David rich? No, he wasn't, was he? Was he a famous sports star? You know, was he the Cristiano Ronaldo of shepherding? He wasn't, was he? Okay, he was just very ordinary. Okay, but God chose David and made David great. So when, God, when David says, God, I want to do something for you, I want to build you a great big temple, God could have said, well, about time. Because David, you owe me. You know, you need to pay back some of, you know, I've done all of this good stuff for you. David, you need to pay me back now. But God doesn't say that, does he? Instead, God says, I have already given you so much, David, but now I am promising to give you even more. You want to make a house for me, but instead, David, I am going to make a house for you. But he doesn't mean that he is going to build David a big palace. Okay? He means a royal house, a line of kings that come from David. Sons and grandsons and great-grandsons who will be kings after David until one son comes who will be king over all forever and ever. Now, can anyone tell me who that ultimate son of David, the king over all kings who's going to reign forever, who is he? Jesus. 
Jesus, absolutely. It is Jesus. King Jesus. So it is not King Kong, is it? Okay, it's not even King Charles. It is King Jesus. It's why before Jesus was born, the angel Gabriel told Mary, you will have a son and you should call him Jesus. He will be great. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David and his kingdom will never end. Okay, so from very ordinary David, God brought an extraordinary king, Jesus. But when people like the shepherds came to find the newborn king, okay, where did they find him? Did they find him in a big city like Jerusalem? No, they didn't. They found him in a small village called Bethlehem. And where did they find him? Was he on a super yacht with the rich and famous hobnobbing with them? No, he wasn't, was he? Was he in an expensive ski chalet on the slopes of Gustad? He wasn't there either, was he? Okay, or was he in a big, beautiful palace? No, he wasn't there either, was he? So where did they find him? Yeah, in a stable with all the animals. And his bed, it wasn't a lovely, warm, cosy cot, was it? What was it? It was a manger. It was the animal's feeding trough. You see, Jesus, he is no ordinary king. Instead, the angel Gabriel said to Mary that Jesus, he wasn't just going to be the son of David. He is the son of the Most High, which means he is the son of God. So this king in a manger, he is extraordinary. And yet, he became very ordinary for us. In fact, the Bible says that he became a servant. Now, if you go and stay in an expensive hotel, there are servants who carry your bags for you. Okay, so if Jesus came as a servant, does that mean that he carries our bags stuffed full of our clothing? Is that what it means for Jesus to be a servant? It's not, is it? He carries something much heavier. You see, there are lots of things that are wrong with our world. There are all the bad things that we do and say. People hurt each other and fight each other and argue with each other. But Jesus came to carry away all of that hurt and all of that wrong. And at the cross, he removed them all from us. So that just like he blessed David, even though David had done nothing to earn it, nothing to deserve it. So God in Jesus blesses us with his undeserved grace. You see, God, just like he always does, God kept his promise to David. And Jesus is the extraordinary king 
who became ordinary, so that in place of all of the wrong within us and all of the wrong that we do, we can have his extraordinary love. That is the great news of Christmas. Why don't you bow your head and we're going we're to pray together.